Y'all welcome to this Thanksgiving service for the month of June. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. We have a lot to cover today. But as I start this morning, I just want to uh, start by giving us an idea of what we'll be talking, up, talking about as the year goes on in this parish. You know, we're talking about restoration this year. Uh, by the grace of God, my next teaching, I'll be focusing on mindset. Mindset. And I want to look forward to that because there's no amount of, of, of uh, prayer you can pray if you don't have the right mindset to actually uh, effect restoration in your life. You may, never, you may never get there. Mindset is very important. It's good to have skills, but it's also good to have the right mindset. Children, please, I need you to, to, to be very quiet. So, the right mindset is very important. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 23, verse 7, as a man ticket in his heart. What happens? So he is. So it's very, very important. If you, if you are a giant and you see yourself as a Lilliputian, you remain a Lilliputian. Praise the Lord. So it's very, very important for us to, to have the right mindset as we go into the, into the year. In fact, that will make me to understand as well that if you don't have the right mindset, your prayer may not be answered. That was in James 4, 3, that you ask and you receive not because what? You ask amiss. So it's important for us to have the right mindset as we go into the year. So in one of my next teachings, I'll be looking at mindsets and how do we have the right mindset to be able to achieve restoration. One of the other things I said during the beginning of the year was the fact that restoration has to do with uh, restoring our relationship with God as well. Most importantly, it's not just about restoring us in terms of finances, in terms of our health. Because the Bible says that which above all things, that what? That you prosper. And what? And be in health. Even as what? Your soul prospered. So the prosperity of our soul is very key to God. And that will be one of our key areas as we are going to the second half of the year, you know, I was telling the ministers yesterday that what we want to be able to do as a church is to create an appetite for God, you know, as we go into the half of the year, appetite for the things of God, you know, that you so much have that appetite that you will do anything to forsake anything that will make you to go against the will of God. So, Bible says in Psalm 34, verse 8, say, taste and what and see. That what? That the Lord is good. So when we, when we, we want to change your taste board towards God, so that you are not just coming to church because it's Sunday, you are coming to church because you desire to be in the presence of God. You be like David that says, I was glad when they say, let us do what? Go into the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And that's, those are the things we'll be looking at as we go into the second half of the year. Now today, I just want to talk about encouraging yourself in the Lord. Encouraging yourself in the Lord. How do I encourage myself in the Lord? You see, for restoration to happen, 
for restoration to happen, there are things an individual must do, and there are things that God will do. There are things that you must do, and there are things that God will do for you. Can you just, let me show the next, 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 I don't see. I don't know why you can, you can see this very well. I saw this on the internet. It really makes sense to me. Somebody peed an orange and made the orange to work and carry itself. Praise the Lord. It's very creative. But what it says that is something just won't, something, sometimes you just have to pick yourself up and do what? And carry on. Mm, there are some things that God will do for you, and there's something that you have to do yourself. But if you are waiting for God to do what you should do, you will not get anywhere. I remember when Pastor Lucky was here the other day, he was re- referring to uh, the book of uh, uh, the story of uh, Peter and the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 5. And if you remember that story, the Bible says that God, Jesus Christ told Peter, draw what? Draw the nets. He didn't draw the net for him. Peter had to do what? Had to draw the net himself. Even though he spoke, and Peter drew the net. So, but he didn't carry the net for him. He did it himself. So there's something you have to do yourself. And if you say, for example, that I wear, it's because he has spoken, that's why he did it. That tells that God was, is expecting you to do something before he acts as well. Praise the Lord. If you look at the book of Exodus, Exodus 3. Bible recorded in the book of Exodus 3 that when Moses saw the uh, uh, the burning bush, he thought in to himself, he said, I will not do what? Turn and look and see where, why the bush is burning and not consumed. Bible said that and when the Lord saw that he turned, he spoke to him. So your actions sometimes may you know, be necessary in order for God to come into that situation. If you don't take any action, things may not happen the way you expect it to happen. And I have some thoughts here. You know, some thoughts here. I say, when, when you are faced with challenges of life, there are choices we have to make. There are choices we have to make. The first choice I have here, can I just show that first one, please? So you can either choose to live a life of self-pity or self-encouragement. You can live a life of self-pity or self-encouragement. You can say, God, what has happened to me? What will I do? And just, you know, pity yourself. Or you can start to encourage yourself. Despite what is happening. And don't give me a... I didn't ask you to go to the next, next slide yet, please. So self-pity or self-encouragement. You need to look at it that way. And, and when, when I was talking about this, you know, the scripture in many cases says, and the Lord have, have compassion on him. So the, the, the Lord is the one that should be doing the compassionate work while you are doing some encouraging yourself. If you look at the man at the pool of Bethsheba, for example, he could have given up on what was happening to him. 
For 38 years, he was in that condition. He could have stayed in his house and decided that, well, I've been trying and repeating himself for the fact that nobody to help him. But he encouraged himself all the time to be at the pool of Bethsaida. And it was when he was there, the Bible said the Lord saw him and what had, had compassion on him. And spoke to his situation. So he encouraged himself. So instead of pitying yourself, encourage yourself. Whatever you are going through, and God will speak to your situation. God will have compassion on you in the name of Jesus Christ. And next point is that you can either give up or what? Or rise up. You can either give up or rise up. If you look at Elijah, Elijah did a lot of things. He defeated the prophet of Baal. The Bible says that suddenly he heard a message from Jezebel. And if you read that scripture very well, the Bible says he saw, he saw the message. Not even here, he saw it. He, 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 the, the, the fear began to manifest in his life. And he gave up. And what was he saying? He said, I'm not better than the people before me. God, take my life. Let me die. He gave up. Because of that challenge that he was facing. He forgot what God had done for him before. But God asked him to rise up. Arise! There's still much more I want to do through you. Just tell your neighbor, don't give up. Rise up. You know, challenges may come, but you should not give in to those challenges. And another thought I have here, third one, so you can either choose to point fingers or look inward. When you are faced with challenges, you can either choose to do what? To point fingers and say, you are the one that caused it. Or you can choose to look inward and say, what can I do better? What could I have done better to avoid this thing in the future? Instead of Trying to lay blame on someone else. If you remember the book of Genesis, chapter 3, we saw the blame culture starting. When God asked of Adam, Where are you? Where are you hiding? What does he say? The woman. The woman you gave me made me to eat of that fruit you have asked me not to eat of. He was pointing fingers. And when the Lord asked the woman, Woman, what have you done? Say, What? The serpent. The serpent made me to do it. They were all pointing fingers. Pointing fingers, brethren, will not solve your problem. But what you need to do is to look inward and have for grace for the future. Praise the Lord. That's just a start to start out with. But what does it mean to encourage ourselves in the Lord? Some weeks back, I believe specifically on the 23rd of, of May, in one of our morning prayers, our brother Braguega was leading that day, and he spoke, God used him to speak to me from the scripture we are about to read, 1 Samuel 30. 
And I want to encourage you, if you have not been joining the morning prayer, you never know the time God can speak to you during those prayers. Somebody has given a testimony here before of how when somebody was praying, God spoke to his situation. So I want to encourage you, if you have not been joining, join. So that day, he, he just read that scripture. I've, I've always know we have been looking at this scripture for a long time, but on that particular day, there was something he said that struck all with me. First Samuel 30, he said, I would say, encourage yourself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He would have gone into depression for what was happening to him. But, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And I was, I was touched. I was touched because the day before, I was having some negative emotions. I was going through some things in my, in my, in my, in my, in my heart that was troubling. You know, it's just... My wife that I share the issues with, you know, sometimes I say the pastors, we don't have many people to share what, to, what is going on with us, with, praise the Lord. You know, so I was sharing with her and I was having that negative emotion. But when he spoke that morning, he touched me. So, wow, this is what I needed. And I began to ask myself, how do I encourage myself in the Lord? For Samuel 30, let us read that scripture again. Praise the Lord. For Samuel 30. Bible says, And it came to pass. I want to pray for somebody here today. Lift up your hands. Whatever challenges that you are going through has not come to stay. It has come to pass. And it will pass in the name of Jesus. I repeat. Whatever challenges you are facing today, has not come to make your household in residence. It has come to pass. And it will pass in the name of Jesus. God will give you victory in the name of Jesus. And it came to pass. When David and his men were come to Siglag, and the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south of Siglag, and smitten Siglag, and burned it with fire, and are taking the women captives that were daring. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city. And behold, it was born with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no power to weep. Praise the Lord. And David's two wives were taken captives. Ahinoam, the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Naba, the Carmelites. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because of the soul of all the people was grieved. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. And every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David did what? Encourage himself in the Lord is God. And then he said to Habitat the priest, Haimalek's son, I pray thee, bring me either the effort. And Abiathar brought either the effort to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this trip? Shall I overtake? And he answered him, Pursue. For, for thou shalt surely overtake, and without fail, recover all. Praise the Lord. Without fear, what? 
recover all. Now, I, I like the way the message translation put it. If you can help me put it on the screen, on the, in the message translation. I want to be able to bring out something here. From verse 4. From verse 4. I would say, David and his men burst out in loud waves, wept and wept until they were exhausted with weeping. David's two wives, Ainoam of Jesri and Abigail, widow of Naba of Carmel, had been taken prisoners along with the rest. And suddenly David was in even worse trouble. This is what I like. David was, was even worse trouble. There was talk among the men. Bitter over the lot of their families of stoning him. David strengthened himself with his trust in his God. He ordered Abitha, the priest, son of Abimelech, bring me the ephod so I can consult God. Abitha brought it to David. David then they prayed to God, Shall I go after these traders? Can I catch them? The answer came, Your answer will come. Yeah. I repeat, Your answer will come. I don't know what you are crying unto the Lord for. That answer will come in the name of Jesus. Say, go after them. Yes, you will catch them. Yes, you will make the rescue. David had a choice. David could have been mourning and weeping and crying like the other people. He could have just been in the same mood they were. But he chose to do something else. He chose to encourage himself in the Lord. And I asked myself, how easy it is to encourage yourself in the Lord. It is easy to read it. But in practical reality, how easy it is to encourage yourself in the Lord. And that makes me to begin to ask questions about that particular phrase, he encouraged himself in the Lord. He challenged himself. Praise the Lord. You see, when you are going through challenges, it is very easy for people to come near you and pat you in the back and say, don't worry, it will be alright, things will be okay, you know, God is on the control. And what language you normally use? It is where it is very easy for third party who is not feeling the emotions you are going through to say that to you. If, if the reverse was the case, if that person was the one that had that issues and you come to him, so you will not understand. You will not understand what I'm going through. But when people have challenges and come around them and encourage them, it is easy. Very easy. But if you look at David at that particular moment, they all went to war. Everybody around him had reasons to do what? To mourn. To weep. There was nobody that can come to me and say, ah, David, sorry for what happened. Because they are sorry for what? For themselves as well. They were, they were all going through that challenge. So you can't say that you want to encourage somebody. No, because they themselves are going through the same challenge. It's a different ball game when you need to encourage yourself. 
It's something totally different. It's another realm of grace. And that realm of grace, many did not get there. They commit what? Suicide. They become suicidal. There are times that you look for friends. No friends to call upon. You look for family members. They are not there to help you. Even sometimes, your spouse is not there to what? To encourage you. So you're just all wide on your home. How many of us have felt like that before? Feel like you're on your home. It's, you don't know who to call again. And that is when you need God. You know, the people that were with David that time, they all went to work together. They were his friends. They were people that looked up to him. In fact, before they got to that particular spot, back home, maybe they were rejoicing, jubilating. They just came back from the raid themselves. They may have come with spoils themselves to celebrate. But suddenly when they got there, that celebration was called short. And I want to pray for somebody here today. Lift up your hands. Your celebration will not be called short. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Whatever reason God has given you to celebrate, it will not be called short in the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, the devil tried it with the mother of Moses. She got pregnant. She was expecting a baby. But the time he came forth and was a made child in the condition the the, 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 the country was at that time. She could not celebrate that she had a child. She could not. She kept the child. She hid the child. Until God said, time has come for the glory of God to be revealed in her life. And God revealed that glory. She did not really celebrate the child. She was prepared to do what? To take care of her own child. The glory of God will be revealed in your life. In the name of Jesus. Because you are like a city set upon the heat that cannot be what? Healing. Your celebration will not be cut out. So they wanted to stone David. They wanted to, to put him down. Because it was the cause of their problem. Let, let, me, let me put it this way to you so that we can understand it better. Let's, let's bring it home. You are a professional. You, have, you had a good job. You have friends around you. You did this together. And suddenly you lost your job. The first few weeks, maybe even a few months, people will come around you and be encouraging you and be telling you some things. But after some time, you will not see them again. Am I right? You know? After some time. And if they start seeing your house, ah, this guy is coming again. It's natural. You, you, they, they will start seeing you sometimes as a burden on them. Or you, 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 you go into business partnership. You came with a brilliant idea. You sold it to your friends. And you started a business. It was thriving. But suddenly everything just turned around. And you lose your money. They will, they will forget all the features you have had before. They will forget it. They say, you caused it. We told you before. We should have, we should have gone to this business. And they will feel like, you know, you, 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 you made us lose money. Everything turns around. That was what was happening to David. 
David was going through that kind of emotion. There was nobody to run to. But at that time, he ran to somebody who is closer than a friend. David understood what was written in the book of Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49. Praise the Lord. From verse 3 to 8, the Bible says, Can a mother forget the infant at her breast? Walk away from the baby she bore? But even if mothers forget, I will never forget you. That is what God is saying concerning you. He said, He will never forget you. Never. Look, I have written your names on the palms of my hands. I'm, I'm using the, the main translation. The words you are rebuilding are never out of my sight. Bible is saying that I don't know the world you are rebuilding today. Maybe it's your career, maybe it's your marriage, or whatever it is. It is never out of the sight of God. It's never out of my sight. Say so your builders are faster than your wreckers. I'm repeating that again. This is what you can hear me. Say your builders, people that are building for you, they be faster than the people that want to destroy you. In the name of Jesus. So the demolition crews are gone for good. They are gone for good. Say, so look up, look around, look where. See them all gathering coming to you. As sure as I am a living God, as sure as I'm a living God, you are going to put them on so much jewelry. You are going to use them to dress up like a bride. You know what that means? It means the challenges you are going through today, they are going to be like a badge of honor. A testimony will come. Amen. The challenges you are going through today will become testimonies. Amen. Testimonies. Amen. And I want you to pray that prayer. Go to the next slide, please. Let's pray. Let's next slide. Just as we are sitting down, pray this prayer to yourself. And the challenges I'm facing today will be a badge of honor of my testimony tomorrow. In the name of Jesus. Whatever situation may be that you are going through today, God will turn around to your testimonies. Testimonies you follow. The challenges I'm facing today, Lord, for the God of glory, turn it around to my testimonies. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. So David understood that. That even though the people around him were not like his enemies. But he is much more now closer. Drawing closer to God. David remembered the song he wrote in Psalm 121 that says, I will lift up my eyes to the from whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. The Lord who made heaven and earth. He said, He will not suffer my foot, my foot to be moved. The Lord that keepeth me. He will not slumber nor sleep. 
testimony. He called consultants. Consultants could not help him. But God helped him. Amen. Let's clap for Jesus. That was why he said in Matthew 11, 28. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor and what? And every lady, and I will do what? I will give you rest. Say, my yoke is easy. Is like, say, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. This is the way message put it. That's the scripture. Say, are you tired, worn out, born out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you will recover your life. I say, you will recover your life. Amen. Say, I will show you how to take a real rest. Say, walk with me and walk with me. Watch how I do it. And I like that. Walk with me. Can you do that on the screen, please? Message translation. Say, walk with me and walk with me. Many of us can say we, are, we walk with God, but in some cases we don't walk with Him. Some want to walk with Him, but they cannot walk with Him. Because it takes the grace of God to walk side by side with Jesus. To walk side by side with God. God told Abraham, to walk before me and what? And be that perfect. Many of us made reverence to Abraham for what he did. But he, he was able to walk with God and be perfect before God. Can you do what Abraham did? Praise the Lord. Let's say, David encouraged himself in the Lord. I will say in the book of Daniel 11, 32. Say, says, if you fail in the day of what? Adversity. Your strength is what? 
small. Praise the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord. He to have only do that because he knew God. You can't encourage yourself in somebody you don't know. It is the knowledge he has about God that made him to encourage himself in the Lord. And let me say this clearly. There's a difference between a general knowledge and a personal knowledge of God. Hear me? There's a difference between having a general knowledge of God and a personal knowledge of God. The people that were with him on that expedition, people that were mourning and crying with him, they were all part of the covenant children of Israel. They knew God. But they knew God generally. But God, David knew God personally. They all knew God based on what they have been taught, what have been passed down unto them from their fathers. Just like many of us know God today based on what they have been taught in church or in our Sunday schools or at home by our parents. But it's different from your personal knowledge of God. David knew God personally. That's why he could turn to him. Remember when he was going to fight Goliath? When he got there and his brother said, what is wrong with you, this boy? You want to put yourself in danger? Don't go. He said, what? No. There's what? There's a cause. I have to go. When he got to, to, to Saul, and Saul said, ah, you are just a small boy. You cannot fight Goliath. Goliath has been a warrior from his youth. He said, no. I know God personally. He delivered me from the lion. He delivered me from the bear. He destroyed me from Goliath. So that personal knowledge was there. What is your personal knowledge of God? What do you know about God? That's what can make you to encourage yourself in the law. So when, when that student came, he, he, didn't, he was not crying, weeping, you know, and then sat down like, like the other people. No, he went to God because he knew God. He knew what God can do. All of us here know God. We all know God. That's why we are in church. But do you know God personally? Do you know God personally? That's, that gives you the comfort. When you call yourself the Lord because you know him, you know what God can do. You are sure of yourself. Praise the Lord. That, that Daniel 11.32, Daniel 11.32b, if you can let me show it in the, the message translation. It says, say, but the people who are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength and take actions. Those that are spiritually mature and know their God will display strength and take actions. And that was what he did when he saw Goliath. And if you remember that story in the book of 7 Kings, 7 Kings 6, starting to 17, when Elisha you know, was surrounded by the Syrian army. And then his, his, the servant woke up in the morning and saw the, the host of the Syrian army all around them and shouted, Ah, pastor, what shall we do? Because he was, he was not spiritually discerned. He couldn't see what Elisha had seen. Elisha said, Don't worry. They that are with us are what? Are much more 
than they that are with them. I would say he prayed. See, God to open his eyes. And when God opened his eyes, what did he see? See, host of heaven. Lift up your hands. Every challenges you are going through today, they will come down before the Lord Almighty. In the name of Jesus. Because God is with you. He will see you through. Say, we never leave you nor forsake you. So when the guy opened his eyes, he said, Ah, I have no fear again. Brethren, if you know what many people are going through today, and they are already down, down, when I say down, they are already down. In fact, some people have already taken their own lives. And when they share their story, sometimes you wonder, how can you keep yourself because of this kind of thing? You know, how can, how can you take your own life because of this kind of thing? Because as many people, children of God, are going through worse situation. In fact, if you share what you are going through with some people, say, ah, and you are still alive, are you a ghost? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do you think you are a ghost? Because Tenth of what they are going through, they are down. They are already trying to kill themselves. Depression. What you are going through is more than ten thousand of it. But you are still, no, you are still bright, looking very bright. You look on the brighter side of life. Praise the Lord. You know why we can do that? Because we have a father. My people will say in my language, No, there's, there's a God I'm relying on. There's somebody that I can call upon. Praise the Lord. Have a father that will never, never fail me. I have a father who will never, never fail me. Jesus is my father. He will never, never fail me. Rock of ages, never, never fail. What about you? I have a father. He will never, ever fail me. Oh yes. I have a father. That will never, ever fail me. Jesus is my father. He will never, ever fail me. Rock of If you know him as the Almighty, the whole conquering God, the great I am that I am, he told Moses, introduce me to them as what I am that I am. I am the healer, I am the deliverer, I am everything can be. I am to you. The one that can never fail. If you know him, know him very well, not, not partially. You know, see, when I read. Philippians 3.10, and Apostle Paul said, somebody that, you know, when, when his passing, his shadow is, was healing people. His shadow was healing people. I can't take it from him, was healing people. But that same man said, that was, that I may know him. And the power of his restoration, and the fellowship of what? His suffering. Then, I don't know God. That's why we want to create the habit for us. I want to know God the more. 
I want to know him the more. When you know him, when you know what he stands for, when you know what he can do, no matter the, what the enemy pushes at you, you just look at it and say, well, God is on the throne. So the first thing you need to do is to, to know God. And then, next week, I'll be, share, I'll be continuing this thing next week. be looking at how, what are the definite steps we can take to encourage ourselves in the Lord. After knowing Him, what are the definite steps you must take to continue to encourage yourself in the Lord? And I pray for somebody here. You will not be a victim. God will make you a victim. You are an overcomer. You will overcome. Whatever challenges you are going through today, God will make you an overcomer. In the name of Jesus Christ. David prayed, shall I pursue? Can I recover? Bible says, pursue. You will surely catch up with them. And do what? And recover all. 